0: Welcome to the Impact Investing Podcast
1: from Circa 5000.
0: I'm Matt Latham. And I'm Tom McGillicuddy. Remember, nothing in this podcast is financial advice, and when investing, your capital is
1: at risk. Enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode of the Impact Investing Podcast. And this week, Tom, we're talking about investing myths. Mm-hmm. Many
0: a myth. But first, before we get into the uh, As always. The, t- the 10 investing myths, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so please, uh, any... Questions, suggestions? Um, send us an email to uh, podcast at circa5,000.com. com. Like, subscribe, share with your friends, and watch us on the YouTube. A um, little bit of chart news first. That big chart here. news. I'd actually, we've had a big, big few weeks. Um, we're in the the French charts, the Spanish charts, the Norwegian charts, the Chilean charts, and finally, we've been accepted by our home nation for a fleeting moment. For a fleeting <laughs> moment of twenty four hours in the UK. Podcast charts. What? Wow. What a week we've had! Wow, <laughs>
1: massive. I don't know where. I don't know how we top that. No, we might as well stop it now. But um, we may as well dive straight in Let's to investing myths, and we've got ten. Conveniently, <clears throat> um, we're not going to try and do it in ten minutes, like we no. did the ice one. That was too chaotic. That'd be too stressful. <laughs> Far too stressful today. Um, <laughs> so, number one. Number you need, one. You need to be rich to start investing. Tom, true or false? <laughs>
0: It's false. It's 100% false. I think this is like a an age old myth now um, that you need to be rich before you start investing. It's definitely not true anymore. Um, with us, I'm not saying you have to invest with us, um, but we'll give you some merchandise if you do. Um, you can start from just £5 and you can build a fully diversified portfolio of investments using something called fractional shares. Basically, you don't have to buy whole shares within a portfolio. So if a a stock price is £100 for one of those stocks, you can buy a fraction of it and together, uh, that combined, you can still build a fully diversified portfolio. Um, And so you can, what we see a lot of people who are new to investing, um, they start low um, with a low investment amount that they can afford, test it, get used to it, and then they build it up over time. Um, And so um, you can start... Um, with five quid uh, and begin your investing journey. Important to state, though, I mean, you can start with five quid, but you need to really be investing more over time. Yeah. Um, even even with the with phenomenal stock market performance, five quid invested consistently every month over years is is not going to deliver you a massive retirement pot. And so, th- it removes the barrier to start. You don't have to be rich to start, but you need to you know try and invest as much as you can over over your life.
1: Yeah, and I think the, I think the point is is that you know you you don't you don't need to build that pot of money first and then mm. invest it that's what people think they think yeah. well i'm going to invest some money you know what i'll do is i'll build up the amount that i'm going to invest initially first yeah. and then i'll start to invest it which is which is used to be the case that you would have to do that purely yeah. because of trading fees and things like that it would make it more more sense but now you can you can build that pot as you invest it yeah. so um you know and you as you could say as you say tom you can start with 5 pounds on on our platform and a number of others but yeah. but you know uh, five pounds not going to get you anywhere in the long run. You no. have to build that pot up. Yeah. Um,
0: number two, you need to lock your money away, um, and so. Uh, not necessarily true. So it, it depends on the kind of investment you are making, but there's, there's no real need to have uh, your money locked away. Um, if you're invested into companies that are listed on the stock market, which is the kind of investing that we do, the kind of investing that we talk about, this is a very liquid form of investment, meaning that you can buy and sell those investments quickly because they're listed on the stock market should you need the money. Um, the, 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 the The types of investments where you do lock it away are if you invest in businesses that are private, um, i.e. not listed on the stock market. These are illiquid. Um, Their shares are not quoted on a stock exchange. There's no uh, buy and sell price available. And so it's not as easy uh, to sell those kinds of shares. um, And therefore that kind of investment carries with it a bit more risk, liquidity risk, i.e. you can't just liquidate that investment and and return it to cash um, when you need it. Um, But that's not true of, of the vast majority of investments that people make. What people tend to do with the vast majority the stock uh, investments they make is to invest it in liquid, um, listed businesses that are, that are quoted on a uh, a major stock exchange, and therefore you can have it back whenever you want. Now we don't encourage buying and selling all the time, yeah. and, and 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 investing for short periods of time. Um, but there's no need to
1: have to feel like your money's locked away. Yeah, and I think you know you should. The decision you should make is front is any money that you are investing, you should be prepared for that to be invested mm. for. At least, probably five years. Yeah. Um. You know, the longer the better. We'd probably say. Yeah. Um. But if there was an emergency, or if you did need to call on that money back, then you know, listed funds or listed stocks generally, you can, you can get that money back within you know a couple of days. Yeah. Um. But you know, the, the the issue with that is that if if because investments do fluctuate in value. Yeah. At the time that you need to call it back, yeah, it may may have gone up, it may have gone down. So be prepared to put it away for the long term. Yeah. but it's not it's not locked away. I no. in you can never access it again. Yeah, you can access it normally within a couple of days. If I you suppose need it's to.
0: best it, in a way, it'd be good for you to think like it's locked away. Yeah, exactly. And not touch it. Yeah, you know, for a minimum of five years, but at least knowing that you can if you if you need to. Um, number three, investing is too risky. Um, so, risk is a very broad term that could mean a bunch of different things when it comes to investing. Um, and there are many different forms of investing, and some carry more risk than others, or different risks. Um, a few key principles that I'd highlight here, there's three of them. Diversification, timeframe, and liquidity, we've already talked about. So, diversification. So, we, we encourage diversification with the investments that you make, i.e. spread your money across a number of different investments. Um, and that helps limit the impact of one one investment going wrong. Um, so uh if you're investing in just one single investment, it's much more, more risky than investing yeah. in a hundred. So that's risk when it's applied to diversification. On time frame, we're just kind of touching it a little bit, but the shorter your time horizon, the riskier it is. If you look at stock market history, it's very, very hard to know where it's going to go in the short term, in a, a, you know, a few days, a few months, even a year. But longer term performance, especially 10 years and above, that gives you a much higher chance of a, of a positive you know return outcome. So on time frame, the shorter time frame is riskier. Um, and then liquidity, the, the final one we just touched on there, touched on it above. Um, you invest in a share of a private business, it's hard to sell, so you have liquidity risk, um, and that increases the overall risk of the investment. So those those are three risks. Yeah. Now, if you want to limit risk, therefore, or kind of reduce it when it comes to your investing, you know, invest for the long term, stay liquid, and, and diversify your investments, yeah. that's a way in which you can reduce the risk profile of investing. Now, with investing, in, in, in even in, in, a, in a diversified long-term and liquid way, there's still elements of risk, um, but there's, way you, there's ways you can
1: build portfolios and manage it so it's not completely high risk. But I mean... Risk in the investment industry basically means volatility, which basically means the amount that your investment moves up and down. Yeah, Um, you know, as you say about time frame, the longer you hold an investment, a a diversified basket of stocks and shares or funds, for the more likely you are to to get a positive return. But you know, when you talk about risk, I think most people would say. What's the chance of me losing all my money mm. if I invest it? Well, if you invest it in a diversified normal way, yeah, yeah, yeah. then very little, very, very little. Because you, if you think you have, might have exposure to say five hundred companies, yeah. or a thousand companies, or two thousand companies, to lose all of your money, all of them would have to go bankrupt and, and return you zero. Yeah. it's highly unlikely to happen. No, um, so that's why we talk about diversification, but also just get used to investments moving up and down, but hold them for the long term. Yeah, and therefore, you know, if you look at if you look at risk in that time frame sense, it's it's yeah. you know, it, what's riskier? Is it riskier to hold your money in cash? It brings us on to number oh, four: what a seamless transition. Yeah. Number four, which is keeping your money in savings, is safer. So, it comes on to this volatility point really, which is if you have a short term need for the cash, mm. then keeping it in a cash savings account is probably the right thing to do. Yeah, because. You know that if you've got, you know, £1,000 in a cash savings account, when you come to draw on it in six months' time, a year's time, you're going to have maybe slightly, very slightly more than a £1,000 in that account. But it's not going to have gone down. And it's protected by the FSCS in the UK, UK, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's it's safe. But if you're looking for that cash savings pot to be something that you come and draw on Mm. in 30, 40 years' time... It will have been eroded by inflation. And right now, you know, inflation in the UK still still nine percent ish. Yeah. Um and you know, what a cash account returning you sort of yeah. two, three yeah, percent. Um, yeah, you know, some banks aren't passing those aren't passing the increase in base rate on. No, uh, which is a separate issue, but you know, basically you're making a negative what you call a real return, which is a return adjusted for inflation. Yeah,
0: so I mean, long-term, like you said, I mean, keeping it in those kinds of cash accounts, which are, you know, returning to you less than inflation is one of the only surefire ways of actually losing money. Yeah. Um, And so this idea of safety, when when you look at it from an inflation adjusted, through an inflation-adjusted lens, it's not safe at all yeah. um, in the long run, um, and so that's uh, an argument for uh, uh, investing um, and not just staying in cash if you have a long-term time horizon. Number five, you need to pick stocks uh, when you invest. So this is the idea that you need to do kind of do all the you know the work yourself uh, to invest. You know, pick companies, analyze them, research them, um, which is. Basically, an impossible job for people who, even for people whose job it actually is to do that for a living, yeah. most of the you know the great investors are only right just over fifty percent of the time. So I'm not sure why hobbyist investors think they can get any better. Um, but you don't have to do that. Um, there are many services now. Uh, av- available, uh, once again, including ours, where you can invest in uh, pre-built funds or funds that give you broad exposure to the stock market. Um, these tend to be made up of ETFs, exchange traded funds that, that we utilize. And you, when you build your portfolio or you go through a service that's already pre-built, you can have anywhere from a few hundred to a few thousand holdings in the background yeah. that are either broad stock market based investments or in specific areas and themes. And so you have inbuilt diversification. So you don't need to go to the lengths of understanding all the ins and outs of what those 100 one hundred to a thousand companies
1: do, and no one's got the time to do that anyway. And, and 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 it's you know, it's not the way to go. You know, if if you, you're going to end up with a concentrated portfolio, you're going to be putting you're going to be putting um, you know your faith and your your fate in the hands of yeah. a select number of companies that you know you may know, um, you may have heard of, but it doesn't need to no. necessarily make them any more secure or doesn't necessarily make them uh, decent investments. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, brings on to number six, which is you need to be an expert. Yeah. Uh, you touched on it there, Tom, you know, p- people think that if you're going to start investing, it's a big barrier for people to start putting their money into something, which is over the long term likely to be inflation and all the other problems that we've just, we've yeah. just talked about, you know, you, it's a big barrier is that people think, well, I don't understand the stock market. Mm. I don't understand how to analyze a stock. I don't understand what to pick. Yeah, um, One of the, one of the, one of the, Things that people say, which I actually think is wrong, is well, invest in what you know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a comes from Warren Buffett where he says yeah. he invests in what he understands. But you talked about the greatest investor that's probably ever, <laughs> who understands an awful lot. Who, when you say understands, he understands the business model. He yeah. understands the factors that yeah. that will will improve the value of that company over time. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's not like oh, I've heard of Netflix. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I've got a Netflix subscription, so I'll, I'll invest in yeah. the stock. I've heard of Apple, so yeah. I'll invest in the stock. You know that is not investing in what you know. Yeah, heard heard the name of the company does not mean you understand yeah, whether that yeah. stock is a I, good I like or bad. trainers
0: and I wear them, and therefore I'm <laughs> buying that stock.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a real it's it's a, it's a real uh, way to get yourself into a mess. I think is yeah. it just is it, because those brand name stocks, as well, by definition, are probably bought up. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: well, you see that on these yeah. exchanges, don't you? The, yeah. the, the uh, the brokerage trading platforms, all the assets on those platforms are always concentrated around Tesla, Apple, you know, Used to be uh, Facebook, Meta, um, because people feel like they understand those companies. It doesn't mean they're a good investment for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and so you don't, you definitely don't need to be an expert. L- related to the one you know previously about um, picking stocks, you can already sign up to something that's pre-built, diversified, um, and that uh, you don't need to have a massive amount of investing knowledge before you before you start. Yeah, and I think
1: you you, you need to understand what you're investing in, but it mm. doesn't need. To, oh, yeah. Doesn't mean you need to understand the business model of every single company within a fund. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to say, right? Well, I'm buying a. Globally diversified portfolio of stocks, but via these funds, these series of funds, um, you know, and I'm spreading my, my risk and, and and blah blah blah. But you don't need to, you don't need to be an expert in no, you know, economics or uh, you know, valuing an individual yeah, business by that's any stretch of the imagination. I mean, an important
0: um, distinction you just made, which is yeah, you know, don't just go and rush into. Investing in anything because you've yeah. you've heard people say you don't need to understand it with some caveats and guardrails work you know go to a reputable um provider you know something that's globally diversified something where you can see how it's built at least yeah. um and uh, a company with a you know a good reputation for 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 doing this not into some kind of random crypto stupid stuff that is risky that you don't understand but but no one understands that but anyway <laughs> 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 moving on to number 7 um you need to constantly monitor your investments so i think you know 5 6 and 7 go a little bit hand in hand i think which is the the idea that Um, you need to pick stocks, uh, you need to know what you're doing and you need to constantly pay attention to them and so that in the case you need to act on something and I think that this comes from a lot of people that are new to investing and it is a nervous thing when you first start because you're deploying your money into the stock market for the first time and it moves around there's a bit of volatility it wobbles around a little bit and people can get uh, nervous they don't want to lose their money and they can start doing stuff and if you've set up your portfolio for the long term it's diversified and you have a 5, 10, 15 year goal it's very unlikely that you need to do anything to it. And you can just almost set it and forget it within reason. I mean, check on it um, every now and again, but not check on it with the view to constantly doing something with it, understand what's going on. Um, And if you've set it up for that five, 10 or more years, there's very unlikely to be something uh, that you need to do in the short term, unless there's something structural that's shifted. But if you've built it well, um, and you're already diversified in the global stock market, then- Check on it, but there's probably not that much you need to do, especially if you've got that proper time horizon.
1: Yeah, the great, the greatest, you know, the greatest way to make money is just to it's yeah. just to leave it alone, really. Yeah. You know, time in the markets is the is the old uh, is the old adage, isn't it? That yeah, you know, basically, the longer you you are prepared to invest for, the more likely you are to yeah, make a positive return. So yeah. you know, and and you see it, you see funds that have a great track record, but investors in those funds don't make good returns and the yeah. reason is is that they're, they're they're buying in and selling out and just just not letting not leaving their money in a place where it's gonna yeah, grow over time crime. you know so they, they panic and they, they 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 sell and then they they buy back at the wrong time or you know funds done well so they put more in yeah. <laughs> more in and you know it's, it's all of the it's all of the very basics that people know yeah but you know you can tweak your, you can start over tweaking and over trading. And yeah. it just, it just makes a mess of it basically.
0: You mentioned Warren Buffett before. I mean, again, what, one of the, one of the reasons he's one of the greatest investors of all time is because he has that long, longest time horizon. Yeah. He invests for decades. Um, moving on to number eight, related to what we just said, then number eight is you need to know the right time to buy stocks and start investing.
1: I'd say this is, this is probably of all the 10 myths yeah. that we've got. I'd yeah. say this is the big one. Yeah. The people, if you're sat in cash And you go, right, well, I'm going to invest, but is now the time? And actually, if you talk to, you know, we we get from family and friends and and when we used to advise clients face-to-face, that's the thing you'd get Mm. most often is, Mm -hmm. is now the time? Is Mm -hmm. it a good time to put money in? Is it blah, blah, blah? You know, and that is is a real sort of uh, wrong way to think about this because as we've said before, it's time in the market. And actually, slightly counterintuitively, the entry point, the moment mm-hmm. in time that you pick to invest, yeah. is actually not that important.
0: Yeah, and I think that if you're if you're investing for the first time and you're nervous about it, then start deploying cash steadily into the market. Use you know, in, in pick an amount, invest monthly, and continue to do that and stick to it. That's a thing called dollar cost or pound cost averaging, where you basically average in your price. So that's yeah. a way of starting where you don't deploy it all. Um, to highlight this, our dear friends at JP Morgan put together a little table, which was. Um, invested on the 3rd of January 2000, so basically the first you know, trading day of the year 2000 for 20 years to the 31st of December 2019. So if you just left it fully invested in the S&P 500, the 500 biggest listed companies in the US, you would have got an annualised return of 6% or just over 6% a year, and the dollar value would have been 32421 If you'd missed the 10 best days because you were tinkering with it and selling out and buying in and trying yeah. to be smart, you would have got a 2.44% annualised uh, return, and uh, and it would have returned you 16180 that's only ten days to get half the 10 value. Ten days
1: out of what three thousand <laughs> six hundred something like that yeah. days yeah. in you know a ten year period. Yeah. Over ten years, if you'd have taken your money out on the just the ten best performing days, of the stock market, yeah, you'd have reduced your annual return, your annualized return, by basically almost 4%. Yeah,
0: and then it just obviously, I mean, the more days you miss, then it, it keeps going down in half and halving basically, you know, the additional 10 days that you add on there. So the best advice is to start properly, start diversified, start global um, and leave it alone. Even though you think you can, uh, you can add some value by tinkering with it and coming in and coming out, it yeah. just doesn't stack up. And, and actually you start add up to lose money.
1: So if you've taken them, if you've taken your money out of the S&P 500 for the 60 best days, which is, you know, the two, month, two months pit two months out of ten yeah. years, you'd have actually turned that six percent a year positive return into a minus seven percent a year <laughs> negative return. So, I mean that That's this amazing. these little data snapshot. Yeah. I mean, is there any better illustration than just leaving it alone? Yeah, is the thing to do? yeah. I know. I
0: mean, yeah. Make the sixty best days, and you've t- you've started with ten grand and ended with two thousand three hundred. <laughs> After your 20 years. Good job, well done. (laughs) Skill, highly skilled investment management. Um, Number nine, investing is a quick way to make money. False. False. (laughs) Number 10. No, 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 it is definitely false. Proper investing is about the long term and it, and you know we've, we, uh, we've talked about this before it should be relatively boring you know building proper wealth for the long term it is not gambling and it's not a get rich quick scheme despite what you've been sold by many a TikTok influencer um, and we mentioned it before the best investors have the longest time horizon they've got rich over the, uh, the extreme long term um, so benchmark of five years is a bare minimum but really you know 10 plus years yeah. um, especially if, you know and this is easy for people that are investing for their retirement and their pension it should be yeah. 20 20, 30, 40-year accounts where you can really start to build up, uh, you know, a decent pot for yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that people who have not invested before automatically think, you know, yeah. I've, I've decided <laughs> to invest now, so therefore I should be having hundreds of percentage points in return yeah. in my first week of investing because, yeah. you know, that's what I now want to do. Yeah. It's not the way. I mean, start as early as you can start with an amount that you can afford as soon as you possibly can and leave it alone for the longest possible term.
0: Kind of reminds me of the one one above about investing for five pounds consistently and expecting that to deliver you millions in the end. But, you know, you could invest five pounds and it delivers you 10% in a month, which would be amazing in terms of return. And people are like, well, I've only made 50 P. Well, yeah, no, but you've got to invest a little bit more (laughs) to build money for yourself over the
1: long term. So not a get rich quick scheme. And then number 10, uh, fittingly, as we are the Impact Investing Podcast, mm-hmm. investing for impact means that you will get less in returns, Tom. True or false? False. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening. No, I, um, I mean this has always been the age old thing when it comes to our kind of investing but evidence shows now that there's, there's no, there doesn't have to be a trade-off but as with any form of investing it's just all in the implementation if you look at non-impact investments there are certain funds and certain strategies that do well and certain that don't do well and it's the same when it's applied to, to impact investing there are some impact investment strategies that, that beat the stock market and beat other types of strategies and some that don't because they're not all the same yeah. you know we're all trying to people who impact invest they're trying to invest in companies that are solving world problems with their business models but there's many many ways of implementing that, um, and so our goal, you know, when it comes to the kind of investing that, that that we talk about, is to make at least market level returns in the long run. I.e., look at the, the stock market, if not um, better it over the long run by investing in companies selling a product and service linked to a structural shift in society, underpinned by a massive social or environmental outcome. And we think that form of impact investing is a return; it could be a return enhancer, you know, over the long term.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's again, you know, it comes down to fundamentally, what are you doing with your money? You take it, if you're investing in stocks and shares, you're taking ownership stakes in companies. Yep. So do you want those companies that are positioning themselves for the future? Mm. Or do you want those companies that are basically in a, uh, an industry that's being phased out or yep. is on its way out? So, um, you know, we, we, we make the case to say that, you know, those the the world's greatest challenges are also potentially the world's greatest return opportunities yep. because that's what we believe. We believe that, you know, take all of the good sound investment principles of investing for the long-term, diversified way, liquid stocks, etc., but add that condition of investing those companies that are positioning themselves for the time horizon that you're investing for, which is the next 30, 40, 50 years.
0: Beautiful. There's your 10 myths. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. impact investing from
1: circa 5000. Thank you for listening to impact investing, a podcast brought to you by circa 5000. Remember when investing your capital is at risk. And this podcast is not financial advice. If you like what you hear, then please remember to like subscribe and share the podcast.